he wouldn't say much about being the myth or the legend. He would humbly say he's just a man. <clears throat> but he is a legend in our minds and in our hearts. Uh, he shared with me that next year, 2020, will be his 50th year of sharing the gospel in the nation of India and around the world. He and, and his wife, Dorothy. Um, it must make you about 52, right? I think probably 52 <laughs> years old. Um, that's phenomenal. If, if you stop and consider, I ask him, how many miles does he think he's traveled in those 50 years? Um, and because we've, we've heard for, we've been a part of this for over 30 of those 50. And we've heard of the train trips and the, and the airplane flights and the shoes stolen on the train when you go to sleep. And uh, just, uh, I've had the, the terror, I mean the privilege of riding with him as he drives uh, and, and feel fortunate to be alive here. Uh, Paul is a great friend to us, um, a great uh, minister of the gospel, uh, a great friend to the nation, to the people of India, um, a tremendous servant of God. So you have blessed us uh, as much, probably more than we've blessed you. Uh, and so come, my friend, and share the gospel with us. This morning, Dorothy WhatsApped me and wanted a friend of mine encouraging me to study the Bible repeatedly. And uh, me starting to study the Bible is the start of my spiritual journey that happened in uh, 1970. We didn't have to do that for a long period of time. Then it was spontaneous from within me, a crave for God's word every day. And uh, seeing Jesus in the scripture. And uh, whenever there is a gospel preaching took place around, I very badly wanted to be there and I was there. Could not live without uh, God and his people. Then uh, my father uh, gave me the option of uh, being with God's people or um, he and his family. And uh, I started my journey with Jesus, 49, year, 49 plus years. Just thankful to God for uh, His grace, all the blessing He bestowed uh, in my life. Wanted to study the Word of God in a Bible college and uh, applied in uh, seven different colleges. And all the seven colleges told me too late for this year, come next year. There was a meeting of 16 congregations together at one place, 16 miles away from the spot where I was. It was a, a strike day from work and there was no public transportation. I decided to walk that 16 miles to the meeting. It was not tiresome and I was so much looking forward for fellowship and the word of God. The head of uh, the Faith Theological Seminary was a keynote speaker in that meeting, and they gave me some 10 minutes to share my 
experience in my spiritual walk and uh, instantly the head of the seminary asked me to come join the college the next day <laughs> we don't know what god has for us when we take a step forward in uh, doing god's will well um, we i had to pay tuition for uh, my studies at the college and uh, i didn't have any sponsors so the head of the college uh, gave me the opportunity to minister for a small congregation 12 miles away from the college i walked to the church um, friday evenings and uh, monday morning came back to college and it was a very small congregation one of the members of that congregation is ununni he worked at the rock quarry a rupee daily wages one of those fine evenings it was raining heavy i saw him walk back to his home from work there was a little uh, packet on uh, his head i asked him what is in the packet he told me it uh, was all wrapped in a towel he told me one side it is rice one pound of rice on the other side it is a little dry fish <laughs> on the other side some vegetables and the other side a few coins and he stopped and took the coins and told me this is for you <laughs> i know from uh, the drenched packet uh, he already had a foretaste of the dry fish <laughs> well um, my neighbor immediate neighbor was belonging to the evangelical church he thought i was still in my teen, teenage he thought i am too young to be a preacher one day in a kidding boy i heard him uh, overheard him uh, making this comment to one of the church members hey samuel your preacher is an ink kid <laughs> well i certainly was an ink kid and uh, every day looking to god for guidance very specifically every saturday evening i spent time on uh, my knees uh, asking the lord what i should uh, speak to the congregation that specific saturday evening my neighbor evangelical neighbor wanted to talk to me uh, about something he walked over i was on my knees he walked over three four times i was still on my knees and uh, he changed his opinion and uh, he decided to come to church with us the next sunday and um, sunday after church service he told me you would like to come to our church and preach for a sunday evening i told i'll be my pleasure that sunday evening his uh, pastor asked me our um, district pastors meeting is on uh, the following saturday would you like to come and preach to the pastors <laughs> i told yes i didn't know what to preach to the pastors i was not quite a preacher yet <laughs> the new god knew it and in the pastors meeting god god used me in a very special way and many pastors booked me to preach in their congregations from there and one of the members who came to the meeting went back to his home and told his mama an old lady about the preacher that day and uh, she asked why did you bring the preacher i want to see him she was not uh, able to walk and she sent her grandson to fetch me the same evening her grandson raju told me that if 
you don't come with me this evening to see my grandma. My grandma won't take me back home. <laughs> I went with him, and uh, grandma became grandma to me too. Though I had to walk away from my parents' home, how many grandmas, how many mothers, how many brothers, how many sisters all around the world. I'm just thankful to my God. Well, um, give you a couple more uh, of uh, my preaching experiences and uh, give you the slideshow. After five years of uh, Bible studies, I was uh, preaching in places uh, where the church was not present. Dorothy and I uh, were taught establishing the churches and we knew that we needed more people to share the good news of Jesus. For every, in every congregation, we encourage church members to join hands with us in reaching out to the unreached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the plans was right after Sunday morning worship service, uh, two by two, go knock doors, preach on streets, and uh, girls will stay at the meeting place praying for the success of the men who went out. And that particular Sunday, I had a work companion, Malu. He and I were riding a motorbike. That was the town of Nagakoil, the southern tip of India. People were hospitable. People were hungry for the gospel also. Even the Hindus took, the, took us in for prayer and uh, Bible study. Most every Hindus, hardly any people say no there. And they are uh, very hospitable, giving you tea, offering you coffee, tea, or snacks, or food. Ever before we start, after the worship service, uh, if Dorothy prepared any food, we share it and go. That particular Sunday, Dorothy didn't prepare anything. <laughs> and nobody even asked if we need a glass of water. That particular Sunday, nobody even opened their doors for a prayer. I thought, what in the world is happening today? <laughs> By about evening, I was uh, tired mentally, physically, hungry. <laughs> I, I don't have words to express my feeling that evening I had. Started the motorbike, asked Malu to jump on the pillion and uh, drove the motorbike into the woods. No roads, just a footpath. And Malu, my co-worker, asked me, Brother Paul, do you know where you go? I told him no. <laughs> Went into the middle of uh, the woods, stopped the motorbike, asked him to start a prayer. He did. We sang a song together. I began to preach it. Already was dark, and uh, about 30 minutes, Malu touched my shoulder and asked me, Brother Paul, to whom are you preaching? There is no humans around here. I am the only human. If you want to preach me, take, take me to the building. I'll give you a good audience. <laughs> I smiled at him and continued preaching for the next 30 more minutes. And had the closing prayer. Before the closing prayer, even had an invitation. Anybody respond to the gospel, come forward. My friend Malu could uh, control his uh, laugh until that moment, but he could not control anymore. He broke out and laughed. Well, uh, I started the motorbike. Now we hear a voice from the woods. 
asking, hey, do you all baptize people? Vasudev, who are you? Come out to the light here. There is no light. <laughs> what are you doing out here in the woods? I'm a cow tender. I have 20 cows. I lost one. I was looking for my lost cow. I told him, you are found. Come out. <laughs> we took him, uh, took him to the building and baptized him that evening. The next Sunday, he brought his Sunday family. I just want to let you know, brothers and sisters, that God is at work, not uh, giving us a guideline in the Bible and uh, resting, but uh, working with us every day. <clears throat> and uh, I know that if um, somebody opened their hearts and homes for the study of the Bible, I would not have gone to the woods that evening. <laughs> if somebody gave me a cup of coffee, I would not have gone. <laughs> God had to give me that dry day that I would go to the soul where, who is longing or um, searching for uh, people who would uh, baptize him that day. <coughs> Does it sound like uh, the Ethiopian eunuch in <laughs> Acts chapter 8 going to the wilderness uh, to share the gospel with, uh, uh, pardon me, Philip the evangelist, um, to share the gospel with the Ethiopian eunuch. I shared this story with Medellar, Colorado last time when I was here, here in America. And uh, they told me, one of them told me, Paul, this uh, would work in India but not here in America. <laughs> I told him here is an American story. <laughs> About six years ago, I was in Travis Peak, Texas, uh, 45 miles west of Austin. I was staying in the home of uh, Leon and Joanne Tromberlin. I like my morning walk every day, but one thing I need to convince, convince myself I'll get something if I walk. <laughs> that morning I spoke to myself, I'll get a cup of coffee if I walk. <laughs> and the coffee place was six miles away from there, Logo Vista. <laughs> it was a two-lane uh, road, one lane each way. Many cars slowed down and asked me, uh, you need a ride? And somebody even informed me that it is not safe to walk in this, uh, on this uh, two-lane road. I told them, no, thank you, I like my walk. By that time, many calls go on truly and uh, Tromberlin telling that the man who stay, stays in your home is walking on this dangerous path. <laughs> Leon told them he knows what he does. <laughs> Went to Logo Vista and picked up my coffee from the gas station and uh, about to walk back. A gentleman and his wife were filling gas in their car. He told me, it's not safe to walk on this two-lane road. Where do you want to go? You like a ride? I told him, maybe I can use a ride. And he asked me exactly where do you want to go. I told him, exactly six miles from here. And uh, we started a conversation. He asked me why I'm here. And um, I asked about uh, him and his wife. And uh, the last question I asked him was, uh, how long ago was it uh, you gone to church last? He told me maybe about 14 years. And before the ride was over, he told me that uh, maybe it's time for me to go back to church. Instead of six miles, it was 16 miles. <laughs> he offered to uh, drive me back. I told him, no, thank you. Got out of the car and walking back, there again many people stopped, I mean, slowed down and asked me, do you, do you need a ride? 
അമേരിക്കൻ ഹോസ്പിറ്റാലിറ്റി താങ്ക് യു അമേരിക്ക ടു മെനി ഓഫ് ദം ഐ ടോൾ നോ താങ്ക് യു ബട്ട് വൺ പേഴ്സൺ ഐ ടോൾ യാൻ യൂസ് എ റൈറ്റ് ദിസ് ഈസ് മിച്ച് മാങ്കം who was who is working for a software company there in Austin he happened to be one of the co-workers with one of my friends Matt Pruitt from the same city there again we started a conversation and Mitch was ready to learn more about Jesus i put him in touch with uh, Matt and Mitch is a member of the church here well my story is a uh, tells me again and again that souls all around the world are ready for the gospel are we ready to share it with them let's go to the slides this is paul riso with me taj mahal he wanted to see the taj mahal he asked me to take him to the uh, to agra and show him the taj mahal i told him this is the first time i'm going to see it <laughs> as a hindu temple what a contrast in all my spiritual uh, journey one thing i learned uh, this i learned halfway through my ministry if a brother or sister is hungry and naked then we tell them go feed yourselves and be warm do nothing about that our faith is dead always told my teachers that preaching the gospel is our job and charity work is uh, the social worker's job and about uh, 25 years ago i learned that it is uh, the job of god the job of the children of god and these kids had nobody out on the street these clothes came from tishomingo oklahoma hundreds of those and many blind handicapped people helped with the uh, food clothing and these girls left i mean lost everything and everyone in a flood in chamuna up in delhi they were housed fed along with many others happy they are now a water stopped city chennai preachers often talk about uh, the living water people are struggling to have a glass of potable water this in make any sense to them when we talk about the living water first make available a glass of or a pot of uh, clean water and then talk about uh, the availability of uh, living water uh, the message is grabbed 122 water wells already drilled 2200 dollars will drill a well thousands of people will be helped this uh, pregnant handicapped lady was a hindu first gave her a wheelchair that doesn't look like a wheelchair to you does it but it takes her from place to place now she is a christian so happy try cycles hundreds of those jeffrey skinner from los angeles such a such a generous generous person made many visits to our country some face familiar to you and goats to the widows several hundreds of those sewing machines sin nepal lost everyone and everything and even her house in an earthquake two years ago three years ago in kathmandu we have sir now she is so happy a christian many other widows here this is in pothavarapadu 
Dorothy and I gone there three weeks ago, visited with these uh, widows, and they are very well taken care now, and they take care of the orphan children, caring for the orphans. 240 of those in 16 homes, happy they are, not because they have abundance of material things, but they know they are loved. This is John and Joanne's children's home. The church in uh, Loveland, Colorado supported them two years ago. They stopped the support. They don't have any help now. We cut corners and keep them fed. Dorothy and I visited with them about three weeks ago. Now, they are not just house-fed and sent to school. We make sure they are uh, taught a skill. And this one is from Ruth Foundation Children's Home. He came as a four-year-old. Now he's a motor mechanic working for a motorcycle company. Two weeks ago, he was baptized into Christ. Last Sunday, he brought me 500 rupees, told me, put it in an orphanage. <laughs> Not only they are able to stand on their feet, you are helping people who will be helpers of the future church and evangelism effort. This is Sai. He was in Elizabeth Children's Home, came as a three-year-old uh, person. Now he's, uh, he's having a degree, college degree. He's working for a gas company, nice payment. And he got married two weeks ago. Dorothy and I went to Solomon's, uh, his wedding, and he was so very happy. I thought I don't have parents, but I do. <laughs> That's what he told and this is Banupriya and her sister came as five years old and uh, her sister three years old. Her parents died. Both of them are registered nurses now and so happy. Healing the sick, mobile clinic, goes into outlying areas where there is no medical help at all. You may call it a Good Samaritan-like operation. Flood in Kerala, <laughs> sitting on the roof, looking for help. Well, another man, he was uh, not a poor man. He had um, a nice house, maybe an upper middle class person. Floodwater coming, the last message uh, he sent was that after two minutes long, don't look for me. <laughs> Kathmandu, Nepal, after an earthquake. Fled in Chennai, medical help to all of them. You know, brothers and sisters, we even without financial resources, we can help people. And one third of Chennai was under water. This is in Namchi Karai. And all the church members, Bible College community went, went out. They helped dry their homes. And the next time when they go to the community, they are so happy to see us. And so eager to listen to what we have to do share with them. And uh, this is Ranjini Nair. Uh, uh, Ranjini Nair, the president of Lions Club, Silver Beach, Chennai. They join hands with us in the flood relief work. She's a blind lady, monthly help for her food and clothing. 
These are 32 blind young people. I saw them begging in front of a Hindu temple. I asked them, are you interested in doing something else? They told me we know nothing else. We rented that hall for them, taught them how to make chalkfish and candles. Now they make it, sell it, make a decent living. They don't need any outside help at all. They all 32 are baptized into Christ. They have their own services on Sundays. And all 32 go to college now. Schools. That's about uh, 16 years ago. John Rekshaw from Denver asked me if I would like to read a book. He sent me the biography of Alexander Campbell. And a particular chapter where Alexander was telling the need of Christian education here in America. His vision was to place Christian people in high offices of America that uh, they will be great influence to the people of America that touched me. In, uh, it was in 2004 we was able to purchase a piece of land and a Hindu banker financing. We've started the first school now, there are four schools with uh, 3,000 kids. This year, we enrolled 530 <coughs> more kids. We don't have classrooms. One of the main purposes of my trip here in America this time is to raise money for classrooms. We need uh, 17 classrooms, and uh, only one congregation I've gone, they help for a classroom. And a couple other people I visited with, they committed to help some for the classroom. I know that you are big helpers virtually and financially. Please do look into the possibility of helping for a classroom. It's a big amount, 15000 for a classroom, $15,000. But a dollar will buy seven bricks. The benefit of the school, these are um, uh, middle class and upper middle class families, uh, kids from those families. Normally those people are not uh, the hungriest one for the gospel of Jesus Christ. When a preacher goes to their homes, uh, you can hear a negative response from more than 80% of those uh, families because they think uh, their religion is sufficient to them or their financial Blessing is sufficient to them. These kids come to our school and for the first 30 35 minutes every day, they study God's word, they sing choruses, they pray in the name of Jesus to the living God. When their kids take to the gospel to their parents, I believe they won't say no. <laughs> Moreover, <clears throat> many preachers coming out of the preacher school, they don't have financial support to go preach the gospel. Some of them uh, are electricians, plumbers, just workers. Some of their uh, wives are teachers. They get employment in the school. And without outside support, they are able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The school is such a blessing, uh, taking the gospel with other people. These are our teachers, 130 of them. And the parents. Once in a while we have a parents meeting. And one thing we do is share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the parents. 
In uh, 2017, uh, the Times School, Times of India is one of the leading English newspapers in our country. They classified as uh, one of the top five schools in Chennai. This year, we had to say no to many applicants for uh, want of space, classrooms. You remember last year our daughter was uh, giving the presentation. She told, my daddy is a grassroots worker. Of course I am. I can work at the school or hospital or Bible college or at the churches or many other places every day. But I love to go to the streets, knock doors, share the gospel with people. We showed up on that street. So many people sat down, came, sat down sitting on the road, listening to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Such a joy. On the mountains, this is the mountains of Nepal, tea gardens of West Bengal, lunch break, they are listening to the gospel. This is the mountains of Andhra Pradesh, the gospel in the taxi. <laughs> Six people on a, on a motor, motorcycle. <laughs> I think you, three, four people in a car is so crowded. <laughs> That's a mobile gospel team. <clears throat> See, I have no room to be proud about any of the plans we've made to preach the gospel. When we were planning about the mobile gospel team in India, the Africans were planning about the gospel chariot. <laughs> so somebody else is putting the plan in the hearts of people all around the world. The gospel meetings, 11 o'clock in the night. Brother Jerry informed me that when you, when you see people start going away from there, here, that's the time to stop. <laughs> see the people of Andhra Pradesh, 11 o'clock in the night, sitting there and, and, and eating up the word of God preached. <laughs> you love to stand there and preach and preach the word of God to the people. Hungering for the word of God. The gospel meetings. They are so very happy, not for any material things, but simply because of the soul-saving gospel. Hundreds and thousands of them. Young people so happy for the salvation. People on the mountains, Bible correspondence schools in seven languages, baptisms. I think I said in my last newsletter, we had a few people to be baptized in Cholemir, Chennai. That is our main congregation in Chennai, where Dorothy and I go. And uh, we couldn't baptize them because there is no water. We ordered uh, two trucks of water, and it didn't come even in 10, ten days. So we had to drill a well, deeper well, and we baptized them. You don't have that problem here, do you? <laughs> Blessed America. You are looking at Velaitham. He's he grown up in uh, one of our orphanages. Now he has a graduate degree and uh, selling insurance, preaching part-time in the district of Chittur. I won't be able to do all the things we've, been, we've done without his help. Such a hard worker, such an effective worker. People being baptized into Christ. This is Moses Katka baptizing his daughter. Moses came to the preacher school in the 90s, gone back, started preaching in Nepal. And he got married, two children. His son was baptized last year. Now his daughter is baptized in February this year. More baptisms from Nepal. 
India. And this is Paul Krishnaya. He studied in the 90s in the Bible College. He also sells insurance, preaching part-time, several being baptized into Christ. Bibles, the power of the Word of God, that's what happened to me. A friend of mine has given me the Bible. Bible is self-explanatory. Just reading the Bible, a person can find the living God and the Savior of Jesus Christ. And God helped me to do so. Three dollars a Bible. Mother and daughter only studying the Bible. A big line to get a copy of the Word of God. This is Hustina from Los Angeles. Uh, her husband Jeffrey and uh, she came uh, to India. She came the first time this year. Last year her husband told her that um, they are traveling together to India. They went to the airport. But Hushti did not have a visa, neither a ticket. I was Jeffrey, how in the world you can take Hustina with you without a visa and uh, a ticket? Oh, Paul, I fly the first class. It's a huge sofa there. I thought she can sit beside me. <laughs> but this year, she did have a visa and a ticket. Put her arm around her. The lady is there. Let them know she cares for them, pray for them, helping people to build their homes, teaching the board in the church, establishing the churches, churches in Nepal, all throughout India, Myanmar, Bangladesh, 16 nations in the world, including Australia, communion trace, church buildings. This is church building in Nepal, dedicated this past February. Christian Chronicles had this uh, photo this year. Fellowship meetings, young girls, school teachers. The front row is the second generation Christian. The third row is the third generation Christian. So, daughters of one of the teachers in the preacher school. The Bible teaches parents, I baptized them in the 70s. These were baptized in January this year. The preacher school. Graduation services of the preacher school, bicycles to the preachers, fellowship meetings, preachers fellowship meeting in central India. As Angelina, our daughter. <laughs> she got married in February this year. Well, that's what the Lord has done. Before I quit, I would like to share this with you, my brothers and sisters. Uh, Peter, James, and John uh, were great uh, apostles, and their mission was to strengthen the church in Jerusalem. And they were considered the uh, pillars of the church. And uh, when Apostle Paul became a Christian, he had a global vision, traveling to Nations, neighboring, going all the way up to Rome, preaching the gospel. When Paul was traveling, he was not 
looking for affluent people or he was not observing their outward appearance or what they have he was mostly seeing whether they have jesus or not it was one of his goals to lay the foundation in the hearts of people who is jesus first corinthians chapter 3 verse 9 to 11 it says according to the grace which is given to me i laid the foundation as a master builder the foundation jesus millions lives in this world without jesus let's see that let's uh, pray toward and work toward uh, laying that foundation in the hearts of people is a job to be done with the grace of god i need to elaborate that in the early stage of my ministry that was a grace i was asking more to god uh, give me the grace to lead people to salvation or uh, plant jesus or put the foundation jesus in their heart but later on i was asking for more grace in the maturing of the saints and it is a job done uh, to be done with the grace of god and with the love of jesus second corinthians 5:14 says the love of christ constrains us it's not for a remuneration it's not for self glory despite the compulsion of the love of christ we take jesus to other hearts galatians chapter 4:19 says it is in pain a job done in pain a pain of travel childbirth <laughs> paul said to the galatians i am in travel until christ is formed again in you the church members in galatia had jesus in their hearts when they first started it appears they lost him <laughs> and paul is in travel until christ is formed back in their hearts in the grace with the love of jesus with the travel let's reach the world thank you